All right. Well, at least um, the two of us have different photos of Marilyn Monroe. I was a little worried. That's actually why I didn't pick the one. You picked the, you know, the iconic uh, breeze up the skirt picture, which is very fitting for you. In black and white, though. In black and white, though. I was actually going for the uh, highest quality image that Google would give me uh, quickly. You know, I, since I'm podcasting with you and not Hiro and Sober Cinema, I had to take down all of my anti-heat culture hashtag backgrounds and quickly <laughs> go to the, the movie we're discussing today on off-screen death. So, uh, but you know, I saw stuff that was like 300 by 300, like from IMDb. I'm like, no, no, give me what is the the crispest one. Um, and then I actually rearranged where my MacBook is just so because um, I was blocking the upskirt shot. It was like some sort of weird. Weird Disney Plus that. version of this Zoom call. I'm not gonna do that at all. Was that Splash? Was it Splash that got so, rid yeah. of the butt cheeks on Disney Plus? It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't can't trust no. Disney. That is no. that is the message here. So so for this month, Mike, we you know I, I like that we're starting with the seven year itch, which is very shocking because this is another movie that I have picked that I have chosen and yet have never seen. Uh, so, but it's very highly thought of, and this came up on every list. So I was like, okay, and then sat down to watch it. Like, yeah, this does actually, this is fitting. Well, I'm I'm on the record as far as liking hang movies in general as a genre, so it's a way for me to uh, sneak that in, I guess, yeah. as well. But, and I see that you have gone back to uh, AFI with this one, that this is uh, <laughs> number 51 on 100 Years, 100 mm-hmm. Laughs. And that's always questionable to me when we're going back to what is this? Is this a 1955 movie? I think. Yes. That sounds about uh, right. Filmed mm-hmm. in, uh, I guess, fall of uh, 54. Uh, I, you know, even with like 80s comedies, where I was born in the 80s, I don't really, I don't revisit. And it's like, even as a kid, I felt like it has, comedy has to be of your generation. That's not even getting into the, the, the mm. politics uh, of it. Although, yeah, that's what that's what I was going to ask. Is it a thing where like comedy needs to be surprising or I was actually just having this conversation because Tessa and her family have a Zoom call every weekend and uh her nephew just saw Sonic the okay. Hedgehog with Jim Carrey, right? And loves it. Um and she's like someday soon you'll be able to watch Ace Ventura and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know, man. There's some tra-. and she was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty transphobic. Like there's some moments that are a little rough that you would have to explain." And she was like, uh, and so comedies can be like that where it's, I mean, this movie is a whole movie where your protagonist, you're like, should I be rooting for him to cheat on his wife or well, not? Well, you're skipping like, over the, uh, the brown very... face as we we do a brief flashback to uh, these white actors portraying uh, Native Americans uh, in the, the island Manhattan. Yeah. I, like, if anything, the only thing you're saying as far as the, you know, <laughs> that all cultures uh, share one trait is that they will cheat on their wives <laughs> during summer holiday. That's the gag, I guess, uh, which is fine. I felt like this was an apology, the beginning of an apology tour. And boy, do you owe me many on, on all walks of life, not just podcasting, uh, that we did a show called uh, a podcast directed by. And for the second month, I wanted to go with Billy Wilder. You said, nah, because he's only one of the, you know, maybe the greatest comedic <laughs> director of all time. And uh, now, finally, finally, yeah. and it's it's one I had not there seen. You go. I there have you to go. admit, I'm. I don't know if 
And be fair, we started the show with the apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's we're back to Billy Wilder, another uproarious comedy that features a suicide yes. attempt. Yeah, that seems to be something he really enjoyed. Then this was based on a stage play, and uh, I have to admit I was pretty high on this film. Uh, you know, I started with saying, "Well, I don't know about comedies that are old." Um, you know, clearly the tale is old times that a man wants to. Uh, have sex with more than one woman. Uh, I'm like, well, that, okay, that place still, I guess, in 2022. <laughs> it's the funniest comedy since laughter began. Of a wife who spent the summer away. And a husband who stayed home to play and play and play. Because now I'm going to take you in my arms and kiss you. Very quickly and very hard. Hey, wait a minute! With Marilyn Monroe. Soaring to new heights as the screen's most lovable laugh getter. Everything's fine. A married man, air conditioning, champagne and potato chips. It's just a wonderful party. Tom Ewell, who created the original role on Broadway. Evelyn Keyes, Sonny Tufts, Robert Strauss. This is what they call classical music, isn't it? Yes. I could tell because there's no vocal. Shh. Don't talk. Let it sweep over you. Relax. Go limp. Like this? I've been married for seven years. And I'm afraid I'm coming down with what you and Dr. Steichel call the seven-year itch. <laughs> what am I going to do? If something itches, my dear sir, the natural tendency is to scratch. I scratched last night. There was this young lady. Hi. Good. We forgot about the stairs. Isn't that silly? It was very easy. I just pulled out the nails. Oh. It's perfectly safe. Nobody will ever find out. Well, where shall I sleep? Especially when she looks yeah. like Marilyn Monroe. Um, That's understandable. Yes. This was another yes. gift to Mike. A beautiful yeah. blonde. Yep. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not really uh, that up to date on my Marilyn Monroe as far as like her actual performances. She's more of just like an like just an icon. Just, uh, just an image to me. I've seen mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. like it hot, but... I don't know if I've seen anything else uh, with with her. Uh, So that was nice. It was also nice that uh, this character of uh, Richard Sherman, our protagonist, um, it's almost just a one-man monologue where he's always the asshole. Like he thinks very highly of himself and then he thinks very low of himself. (laughs) But you mentioned like, should we root for him? I don't think so because he's such a pompous ass that I'm like, I hope – I don't think no, he even no. roots he doesn't for himself, even like being so alone why should I? I uh, yeah, it's like, I want bad things to happen to you. And I guess nothing terrible happens. This isn't, yeah. uh, you know, uh, closer. This isn't been Clive worse. Owen and Julia Roberts having a very intense exchange <laughs> about their the state of their marriage. <laughs> Could you imagine with these two actors? <laughs> no, no, thank not you. for me. Uh, there was a film uh, I did on original remake, uh, the uh, Walter Mitty uh, movie that I hated. The uh the the is that the Ben Stiller? not that one it's the the, 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 uh, the oh, oh the older and one I can't remember the actor but this guy yeah there were shades of that styling where it's you know it's a lot of lot of mugging yeah yeah but where he's playing in my view the villain I guess I was fine with it I don't know if I'm just like I allow for the uh, right. The Tommy Lee Jones buffoonery of villains like Jim Carrey. <laughs> I did find myself wondering, like, how quickly Mike was going to turn against this man. Like, he's like, okay, I get wanting mm-hmm. to sleep with Marilyn Monroe. Get that. Yeah, totally understand. I don't want to hear the rest your of this jibber jabber the entire though. time. But 
I don't know. It's like the cadence of the movie. It's like I got into it. I'm like, well, he's going to go on a rant yeah. here. And it's like, that's that's it. This is, yeah, this, this is, is the, what this we're is doing. Uh, but yeah, Marilyn Monroe obviously comes off as far more likable because she doesn't speak at great length. And she's gorgeous. And she seemingly <laughs> ignores what a jerk uh, she's staying next to because she's she's the dream woman. Like, it's like, is she real? Is she just like a, right, a right. blue Jedi that just shows up briefly to hand off advice? <laughs> right. <I don't> <laughs> Yeah, I the more movies I watch with Mar- Marilyn Monroe, the more I feel like she's really underrated, especially as a comic actress. Like like you, for many years, I was like, oh, Marilyn Monroe, she is hot. James she's hotness Dean, personified, like, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. The female James Dean, or you have the connections with Kennedy, like that's your, and then the mystery surrounding her death, and that's all you really know. But as you go back and watch her work, like she's really gifted and really funny. Like, beyond the sex appeal, like, I don't know that you could cast many other actresses in a role like this and have her be likable. Like, there's a whole sequence where she's like, yeah, I love to date a married man. Like, it just goes on and on at great length about how nice that is. Um, because, like, you know, there, there's no, uh, you don't really have to worry about any of this other stuff. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about stuff you do with most men. And, but she's so charming. And makes so many interesting vocal and facial choices in this movie. Tessa was watching it with me, and there's a scene where she's, like, talking to him from out the window. And she must go through 19 facial expressions in one line. Like, there's a lot going on, but it's utterly charming. And especially in comparison with your lead male character, um, who is kind of charmless. Like, he's clumsy, he doesn't know what he wants, he's going after something that he shouldn't like we all know that and he and some men can play a cad and cheat on their partners and yet still be charming like you put like a paul newman in this role and it's totally different you'd have to change all the dialogue because it would never come across but he's not smooth and he's not stereotypically hollywood attractive and of course marilyn monroe is so it actually makes for a strangely enjoyable movie like it's one of those movies that to me is way more than the sum of its parts. Like if you were to just tell me, here's what happens. I'll be like, that sounds terrible. I have no interest in that. And yet in execution, and it helps that you have Billy Wilder behind the camera. Cause he really has a gift for comedy. Um, and for these kind of situational comedy bits, like, you know, even the, the silly moments where he like lunges after her and they will fall off the piano bench and you know but that stuff all really works and i just found myself almost against my will enjoying this against movie against your will like you were taken hostage by this yeah, none of character. it feels like it should none of it none of it feels like it should be enjoyable and yet yeah even though like all you really maybe know about this movie is that sequence that mike has on his screen right now which is the kind of upskirt moment right now. which is an iconic but it's an yes. It's an iconic moment. I love that your head is covering yeah. the male character, it's me. It's me, and baby. all we see mm-hmm. is Marilyn, as it as it should be. And it's it's interesting that it's so iconic because it it almost has no impact on the story, other than it's just being she's very pretty. Like that's that's all it is. Of the uh, <laughs> strange duplex uh, situation we're in, where the the stairs that lead to the heavens <laughs> in Marilyn Monroe. But they yes. have been closed off, yeah. closed Subtle. off from Subtle our, our man. No, uh, <laughs> oh, but that yeah. stupid marriage. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> in New York real estate, even at the time, just cut everything up. All these 
Yeah, yeah. terrible um, from the beginning. Yeah, yes. it's funny you were as you were talking about Marilyn Monroe, who's uh, I guess it's a weird thing to say, taken for granted as a screen legend, but that does tend to be the case where you're mm-hmm. just known for known for being known more so than the work, which is right. probably going to happen as we get into like even further away from these films. Like when <laughs> I'm saying 1955, oh, yeah. I'm like, good goodness. I mean, um, that's probably the same way I would have felt if I had seen this in 1995. Uh, but I strangely, yeah. I also, I don't feel that way about 1985 or 75. So I'm like, yeah, that was just a little bit ago. <laughs> it's different. It's different. <laughs> what was that? 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, I was shocked to find that this was mm-hmm. in color, so mm-hmm. that's where we're at. <laughs> like, oh, okay, how bright. But I will not bring up another screen legend to compare her to, but uh, and I know this is strange, uh, and I'm not saying this, that I have any sort of sexual enthusiasm for the comparison, but I recently watched okay. um, one of those comedies that's not really funny, uh, like uh, it's an Amazon series with Amy Schumer, uh, Life and Beth. Oh, God. I watched like the... Yeah, I watched. We watched the first episode, and I was like, I'm "It's out. interesting because I I, I, I read something." There's a, a really good newsletter um, called the Ankler, and there's a, a columnist, I guess from call him that he just goes by Entertainment Streaming Guy. So I don't know if he's in the industry and doesn't want to actually put his name to things. I, I don't know, but um, mm, he does maybe. a lot of uh, sort of reading the tea leaves, I guess, as far as like, okay, what's successful in the streaming market? And he sort of coined that that term. That's like <laughs> you know. You know what, what the mean? streamers ought to be doing uh, is uh, getting rid of these uh, like sad comedies that don't make you laugh. Uh, and he cited that one because <laughs> everything that everyone watches on streaming is The Office, Seinfeld, uh, The New Girl, like pretty, right. pretty standard, like, you know, friends having fun and even having fun with their problems. Um, but I will get to my comparison. The thing that stuck out to me with uh, the Amy Schumer show is that the love interest is Michael Sarah, which is kind of an odd, you know pull a little quirky hmm. um and i know some of the complaints about especially comedic actors like him uh now is like wow that's just you know there it is being michael sarah again just being like kind of a quirky little shit and uh, just being really droll and dry and uh just saying <laughs> absurd things and uh not being too emotive uh but it's interesting i'm kind of going with the comparison of new girl in the office for streamers it's like well we used to sort of celebrate like icons and I'm not, I'm not saying Michael Sarah's ever been close right. to Marilyn Monroe. I'm just using him as an example. <laughs> the icon, someone that has Sarah. a type and is very good at that. And I remember a long time ago, right. I don't know if it was for Juno or super bad, but one of his fellow actors was like, you know, it's unfortunate because he's going to be typecast as this is like, Oh, he's playing himself when really like he has to like really try hard to get that persona down that people were paying for. Like, give us, give us Michael Sarah, like give us that delivery. And I wondered that about Marilyn Monroe. Like, it's like, Oh, she's what, she was just a dumb mm-hmm. blonde, right? She was just a pretty face. And they just told her, just be yourself, that sort of thing. But there is a gift to her interplay with someone who, yeah. and it works for this film. The, the Tom Ewell character, Richard Sherman is a try hard. He is trying really hard in every scene right. uh, to say the right thing, to be cool, to do this. Even when he's just, the scene is just him and himself. Like he's just bantering with himself right. and it is a breath of fresh air when Marilyn Monroe comes in and is going to give you, I guess what appears to be effortlessly cool uh, responses to things. Yeah. And I'm saying, I'm not taking anything away from her performance or poor Michael Sarah, who is the modern Marilyn Monroe, but it's like, 
we just accept it as like, <laughs> oh, they're just reading it off the page as if they would read it in their own voice. And I don't, I don't, that can't be the case. Like the, this is something to where you have lightning yeah. in a bottle here. And as you were saying, how many other people, like what's a modern, do a remake of this. What's the modern actress that would come in and give you the Marilyn Monroe type? Other than Michael I mean, Sarah. You know, I mean the obvious, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the obvious answer mm. is ScarJo, uh, you know, because she has that. I mean, if you look at like something early in her career, mm-hmm. like Ghost World, she has that kind of, but that's like a cool detached thing. I don't know if she could do cool bubbly. I don't know that no, she's ever Monroe's been asked to do reactions that. seem totally authentic career. and earnest. And I find that to be very difficult to play without just being a complete, I guess, idiot uh, that's in like one scene. Like, you know, you mentioned Ghost World. There's a lot of authenticity uh, in that world, but it's not from our two leads. They're the posers who are pointing at people and making fun of whatever nerdery they're into authentically. (laughs) Is it genuineness (laughs) stupid? (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because... You know, she doesn't show up for a bit in this movie, Monroe. There, the whole introduction is all him, and I was sitting there like, "Man, I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe this, like, maybe this was going to kill me for this one. Like, this is like, <laughs> the rough Mike is going to just ream me for this." And then she shows up, and it's interesting because just like you, kind of get in the shoes of his character because she is a breath of fresh air to him too. Like, there's no. I could see no possible way this man would ever succeed at cheating on his wife, except if someone this effortlessly cool and breezy comes up and shows that she has an interest in him. Like, that's the only way this could possibly work. And she is the only way this movie could possibly work. And I think, you know, you brought up an interesting comparison at the very beginning, the James Dean thing. James Dean, like, just known for being cool. He's known for the the jacket and the, you know, Rebel Without a Cause and all that. But in some ways, yes, but in some ways to be uh, kind of the opposite of Marilyn Monroe, um, I think James Dean is actually really overrated. Like, I think his career oh, dance has... on the man's grave. Um, decades and decades right. later. I mean, his, <laughs> his career has benefited from his untimely death, where mm. we only had a few performances, and now we read into what those performances were based on what his life was. Whereas Marilyn Monroe had a relatively longer career, um, and more uh, certainly more starring roles. Um, and yet we look at her like, ah, it's just the ditzy blonde. But there's a lot hmm. more going on. Like she's she's doing things that a lot of there's been quote unquote ditzy blondes throughout Hollywood's history. Blonde is is something that has been prominent in Hollywood history. And there's a reason that Monroe stands out. And it's not just because of the sex appeal. It's because she carries herself actually very well in all these roles with these challenging men. Like you mentioned some like it hot. Same thing there is that even though you have tremendous comic actors in that movie, what I remember is Marilyn Monroe. Pervert. Like, and kind of how, how, yes, well, that, that too. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't remember the men in drag. So I'm the pervert. <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, but like, you know, it's, she's funny and also she has this ability to kind of be heartbreaking. 
um, within the comedy. Not so much in this movie, but in other other roles of hers. Like you see the hurt. You see where she's trying to make it in this world. She's tr- in some cases she's trying to find a man. In some cases she's trying to build a career, and she's being unfairly treated because of it. Um, like Bus Stop, I think is a is a really good example of that. Like that is a movie that should not work, but it only works because of her. And this movie, I think, is kind of the same. I think if you put in another actress here, I think this movie kind of falls apart. Like, is there anything else to grasp on other than Monroe's performance here? I mean, it, it maybe it could have worked as a uh, for the time, just sort of situational uh, comedy. I mean, Some Like a Hot is also just a great situation uh, rife for for laughter, mm-hmm. but you yes. know, maybe it wouldn't yes. have stood the test of of time uh, without those performances. Certainly, without a Jack Lemmon there, who, um, you know, probably was Horribly. the uh, the Eddie Murphy or Jim Carrey of his decade, as far as like a, a comedic actor, like yeah. known for comedy, and then eventually, you know, more successfully mm-hmm. than Jim Carrey, had more than a few Truman shows, you know, to to, <laughs> to have his career last, right. It's no Sonic the Hedgehog, Mike. Yeah, I'm this not is... going to get into his uh, <laughs> uh, time period as an anti-vaxxer. Uh, thanks, uh, Carrie. Um, but uh, now, yeah. that, now someone's going to like send us a tweet saying Jack Lemmon, you know, back in the '70s, was like, you know what? I don't like vaccines. <laughs> he said no to the polio <laughs> vaccine. Like, just... <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, whatever. I still prefer him. Um, <laughs> you know, when you mentioned James Dean, I, I remember somewhat angering my sister who really got into like Turner classic movies uh, as her sort of entry point to, to film. And uh, I think recently probably has stopped. I think, you know, what she caught up was what she deemed into the classic era. I was like, well, this is, you We're mentioned Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog. She's probably looks at that. It's like, mm-hmm. that's why I stopped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember uh, there was like a TNT TV movie, I think just called James Dean uh, with James Franco. And I just made mm-hmm. the comment to her that I was like, you know, oh, yeah, James Franco is playing James Dean, but he actually strikes me more as like, oh, that's why people love James Dean more than the James Dean movies I've seen. And because I just remember the first time I saw Rebel Without Cause, yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, talk about tales old of time is that uh, they had 40 year olds playing like high schoolers. It's like, Jesus, he looks like a middle aged man in this. Yeah. And it I, doesn't I don't really I know. Uh, you, know you look yeah. at pictures of people, especially coming out like, you know, two world wars and the Great Depression. People did tend to look older. They look like everyone looked like John Hamm, you know, as a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> so that may be unfair. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. the dream. Well, that's that's on the high end. You can go a different way. Uh, yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't know what uh, our our lead actor here uh, went on to do if he aged gracefully or not. But um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with this. It's it's certainly you know based on a play and based on the the situational comedy they're presenting here it's certainly stagey because it's basically a man pacing yeah uh and talking to himself uh just <laughs> you see every square foot of that of that i mean floor plan. what i was happy about was that we finally <laughs> have a classic where and un, i guess unfortunately it's it's with a comedic bent and not horrific but you know this this could be uh repulsion except for the male libido as far as you're just punching yourself out and having a breakdown. And I, I told my wife that I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was like, you, you just tilt this a slightly different way. And this guy's unhinged. It's like, he's just having like, not just some midlife crisis, yeah. but it's like, he seems to be both incredibly, um, like hypersensitive to everything in his life, but lacks any degree of self-awareness. at all. <laughs> no insight, no insight at all. And like, you know, we joke about like it being 
<laughs> tilted into madness, but it's really true. Like there's a whole sequence where he has a, you know, essentially a hallucination <laughs> of his wife, basically telling him, yeah, that's go ahead and try happen. it, buddy. See <laughs> how that works out for you. Is, you give it your, you give it the old college try with Marilyn Monroe. You let me know how that works out. I'm going to be on a hayride mm. with this mm-hmm. beautiful blonde hunk of a man. <laughs> yeah, that that hunk of a man was probably a 14 year old, and he, he looks like he's been smoking cigarettes for two decades. Like, yeah, just a beast. <laughs> Uh, That's right. Yeah, it's That's it's something right. that uh, I mean I don't know uh, other than the iconic image how much like actual play this film gets or and, you know when it was because uh, I think some like it hot if someone's going to a Marilyn Monroe performance they're gonna go with that one and oh, yeah, you know, yeah better Billy Wilder uh, for sure that one I, I I'm guessing that one made the actual AFI 100 list I hope so at least right right um but yeah one would, but I one I had had a lot of fun uh, with this one uh, it's fairly breezy although you do have to basically just get to Marilyn Monroe uh now I, I have to yeah you gotta get through that first 20 minutes I have man. to admit I didn't pay for this Dave um and I because I've made the mistake before especially with some of your selections where I like pay to rent it or whatever and then I find out a service I'm already paying for YouTube TV um that you can, they have stuff. I guess through these random movie channels, we're like, yeah, you can just go ahead and watch it. Just go ahead. And, we we uh, aired it six months ago, but it's still in our little catalog. It wasn't still on Turner Classic Movies. It was on <laughs> FX Movie Retro. I'm like, what are these channels? What <laughs> what <Whoa>. is this? <laughs> that is not real. You I just make take a that screenshot since you because I have to admit, when our lead character was going on one of his many rants about his his sex life or lack thereof, I kept looking at that logo. I'm like, what? This isn't real. Like, is this just a fake thing? Like, I don't. <laughs> but and the and we're people who subscribe mm-hmm. to streaming services. Mm-hmm. We know movie channels, and we're still like fx movie retro like did you just pick that name out of a hat um so the thing i find interesting about this little experiment we've got going where you know i pick these movies that are classics of the form and well thought of on all these lists and you pick movies that like oh maybe maybe Mm -hmm. we missed the boat on this one this didn't get great reviews but but it's actually kind of fun i think if this exact movie wasn't well thought of right if it was one of yours i would walk away from it be like you know that was great i had a really good time but because it has this weight of the afi like one of the best hundred comedies of all time i feel like i was judging it more harshly where i was like oh man i don't know about this main character and i really liked marilyn monroe but and i liked the direction billy wilder obviously really knows what he's doing but i still was a little like bothered that like the whole plot is like just following this man who wants to cheat on his wife and making up stories in his head that his wife is probably cheating on him when she absolutely was not. She's just hanging out with the kid, man. It's just like, so looking back on it, it's a little, uh, like I, I would find it difficult to recommend this movie to a lot of people, right? Something like it hot is a movie or even the apartment. So you'd be like, sure. watch this. Yeah. You'll love it. Doesn't matter how old it is. And this one is like, it's definitely an artifact of its time. I think if you made this exact movie now with updated actors, I don't mm. think this would play. I, mm. I don't think, I don't think people would Let react well to up it. Here. I may be calling a live audible on the podcast. Yeah. Are you going to bring up Hall Pass? No, I, I feel like I have a... Okay, I, I tell you what. I, I'm going to call an audible and say, let's reconvene next week. 
with an entry that we haven't watched because I feel like I've, I'm challenged here. Um, how about we do Two Night Stand with Miles Teller, which is oh well now now you know I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had to, I have to scroll down um, because um, this actor uh, I believe uh, she has changed her um, preferred pronouns. So I'm just gonna I I've said that before. I've tried to be polite, and I find out that I'm totally wrong. And <laughs> I'm like, ruined damn. you. You're like, I was right to be good. <laughs> I tried to be good, yeah. and then I'm just incorrect. Uh, Leo Tipton from Crazy Stupid Love is the other actor in the film. Mm. Uh, and so I, I know that is not the name uh, that she or they, sorry, went by uh, previously. So I don't really know. I haven't done the research. As I said, I'm calling an audible here, but I do know that there was a name change. Okay. I would like to put that in there and we'll let's see, because I feel like that's a very similar modernist situation. Okay. You know, it's a it's a Tinder date uh, hookup kind of thing. What did that? What, what did that movie make? Like nine dollars? Uh, it's got a thirty-eight percent well. on uh, Rotten Tomatoes from 47, Ooh, 47 reviews, forty-five nice. percent from the audience. No one liked it, but Mike. And mm. to answer your question, mm. uh, it released in limited uh, theatrical release, September twenty-six, two thousand fourteen, made uh, fifteen grand. Fifteen grand. What an opening weekend. Morbius-like numbers. That. That Bullshit. Is... <laughs> Here's a number you should like, Dave, since since I'm giving you extra homework. Uh, Runtime, one hour, 26 minutes. There's a thing Billy Wilder could learn. How I about that? that? I love that. Hell yeah, yeah. just tighten it you up. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm being attacked. I feel like I'm being attacked from the grave by him and Tom Ool, whoever the fuck he is. You stink. Marilyn Monroe's great. Yeah, I mean... I I I mean I attacked James Dean, so why not? Like, yeah, and then I came in and I was like, you know who's better than James Dean? James Franco. That'll play. <laughs> and also Michael Sarah, <laughs> the equivalent to Marilyn Monroe, the real uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, we can't do Michael staycations Sarah. anymore. We're, we get unhinged. <laughs> Even in our praise, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, let's uh, let's reconvene and do two night stand and get a modernish version of this. How about that? Sure, why not? <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Did you like that bell that I rang there? That's the end of the show. That was a glass. Yeah, I don't geez. I don't actually and have a bell. We're fucking done. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up, Dave. I wish you had never told me it was a glass. I just Mike has a podcast bell. <laughs> alert the wife and dog. I'm done. It's over. Recording's done. <laughs> Shut my mouth!